everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. And it is time for the, I don't know, fourth annual So Many Santas Christmas holiday extravaganza. Where we talk about Christmas movies. Yep, we kind of ditch our normal rules and we just do, we, we each pick do, a Christmas movie yeah. and then we review it for you people. Because um, we like of, Christmas. We like Christmas. Obviously, and the movies are ba- are based around it. Yep. Oh, my um, God. So take a break from your Spotify rap and hang out with us. Please. Yeah, yeah. You may have noticed last week we um, put out our Christmas debate where we each kind of go over our rules of what we think makes a Christmas movie. That's a fun episode. We did that last year. Decided to play it again this year. So if you missed it or if you just need to be refreshed. So that's, uh, I guess, technically the kickoff of the month. Yeah. But now, now we're going to get into some new episodes. And this week we're going to talk about David's pick, which is the 2008 movie Four Christmases uh, starring Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon and a, Pretty honestly, kind of impressive cast of supporting uh, actors. Uh, so why? We'll start with why, David. Did you pick Four Christmases? Uh, first off, I, I think I'd like to apologize uh, for picking Four Christmases. I, um, it's just one of those ones that I knew existed. Mm. And so I thought, I like Reese Witherspoon. Sure. Uh, I've been entertained by Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know... You know, we, we when we did our great Christmas debate, we talked about, you know, some Christmas movies that were out there for Christmas and things like for and, and, you know, holiday and last Christmas and these sort of romantic comedy Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of thought, well, well, let's do one of those. And I like Reese Witherspoon. Let's do it. Um, Have you ever seen it before? No, okay. no, I re- really uh, wish uh, I had now because I probably would not have picked it. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Talk about it some. Expand on it. Here's a tease of my review. You want you want me to just start with my review? Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you picked it. Go for it. Uh, didn't really like it. Okay. Uh, that's not to say that I didn't chuckle. That's not to say I didn't laugh from time to time. Uh, there was a there was a uh, the, the premise of the movie, as you may or may not know, is that Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon are a couple and both of their parents uh, are divorced. And so it's a kind of a crazy extended family group. And so every year they come up with a fake reason to not go to their family Christmases and instead go on a nice, uh, beautiful summer, vac- you know, like summer during the winter vacation. And this year they get caught out because uh, something that most likely would not happen, which is on live TV, a reporter sticks a microphone in their face and says, so are you bummed about the travel? Uh, which I'll get into my other thing with that later too. But, uh, and then the movie from there is just kind of a cavalcade of like incidents and Christmas E hijinks and uh, Vince Vaughn quirk, you know? And, um, you know, while I appreciate people like John Favreau and Tim McGraw showing up, uh, overall, the movie did not keep me. It's kind of, I don't know if I would have found this funny in 2008 when it was re- released when I was 18, but I can tell you that like, I, I think I've outgrown like 85% of this movie, at least. Uh, I got one good chuckle when uh, Vince Vaughn's dad said, I don't want to speak ill of your mother on Christmas, but uh, 
She's a traitorous whore <laughs> or whatever. It was. Common yeah. street whore. A common street whore. Exactly. That's my yeah. favorite line as well. That, That's why I remember. That, gave, that did make me chuckle. And I do appreciate a lot of the character acting from Mary Steenburgen and Kristen Chenoweth. And uh, like I said, Tim McGraw, John Favreau. Um, I'm trying to think of who played Vince's mother. But uh, thank you, everybody. And so <laughs> I... Uh, I appreciated those, but overall, just a lot of the, the comedy aspect of it really fell flat for me. So the only thing left was the was the romantic part, which to me just felt very signposted. You knew how it was going to end the whole time or how what was going to go down. So I, I, I don't know. I uh, didn't love it. I, I'll be interested to see what you guys thought. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there for now. OK, yeah. Um... Well, I'm not I'm not upset that you picked it. Uh, it's not it's not a great movie for sure, mm -hmm. but I did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, it's got some some decent laughs. It's not overly long. Um, and one thing I like about it is Vince Vaughn typically plays a uh, kind of an unlikable jerk in a lot of movies. And what helps him stand out here is everyone else's family is actually worse than him. So you've, you've managed to feel for him uh, when he's getting beaten up by John Favreau or um, having to tell his former childhood best friend why he can't be friends with him anymore when he's in love with his mother. There's all kinds of fun stuff like that. It also hits some Christmas hijinks that I enjoy, like you mentioned earlier. Um, it's got one of one of my bonus check boxes, which is a bumbling man falls off the roof. Check. You got that nailed down. It's even better when the only thing holding them from the ground is one wire that happened. Um, so I thought it was fun. It's kind of like um, it fits one of those other kind of lesser seen Christmas movie tropes of the family or couple who is almost anti Christmas and then gets thrown into it at the last minute. It reminds me of Christmas at the Cranks, although this movie is better than that one. Believe it or not, for anyone who's not seen that. Um, yeah, uh, and of course you haven't. That is acceptable. <laughs> it is very acceptable. So Christmas in the Cranks, the other one with Tim Allen. Yeah, it's yeah. Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, and they are also going to spend Christmas like on a tropical vacation until they last minute find out their daughter's coming home, and now they have to have a Christmas at the last second. So it's, I, it's similar. Uh, there's another one from that era that I often confuse with Christmas with the cranks. And that's one with Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. Ah, oh, we'll get into that. We can get into that later. <clears throat> so all that to say, you know, I don't have a lot to dog on it just cause it is about, it is what you expect. I think um, it, it's like a, a slightly raunchy adult, more adult aimed, Christmas, anti-Christmas family comedy. So, you know, I'm not going to put it in my yearly what, rotation. What, what, what about you, Garrett or Andrew? You know, it's a bunch of characters that I don't like doing Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's a sympathetic character in it. Like, I don't like anybody. They're all kind of trash. Um, however, having said that, I do like when bad things happen to trash people. And that does happen a lot in this movie. Um, it is just kind of a modern day 
bumbling idiot Chevy Chase type thing where everything that could go wrong does go wrong. And, you know, it's just hijinks is a good way to put it. Um, but it was funny. I did laugh. Um, I don't necessarily care for the overall message it sends, though. The message that I took away from it is you are not happy unless you're married with a family and there is no happiness for you outside of that. You might think you're happy traveling around and being with someone that you love, but you're not. You're not happy if you're not married and don't have a kid. What are you thinking? That was basically everybody in the movie, except for Robert Duvall, who was a miserable old man, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Everybody else was like, what? And so for me, I was like, I don't like the message, but I do like when bad things happen to you. So I will laugh at that. Andrew, what about you? Ditto. <laughs> no, uh, I found the film. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in y'all's. I'm in y'all's boat. I didn't really care for anybody in this movie. Like no one. And it's Christmas hijinks. I get it. It's kind of a. It's. I feel like this is one of those movies that's like kind of a throwaway Christmas film. It's got a throwaway plot. Big what? Whatever. That saying in saying that, I will say that every supporting character, almost every supporting character to me at least was memorable. The one not memorable was Sissy Space Sissy Spacek and her lover. And uh like 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 the uh, the brothers, Vince uh, Vince Braun's brothers, I thought they were great. I thought they were funny. And uh, I thought they were just the most obnoxious people in the entire world. John Favreau steals the show for me. And I think does. it's, and he normally does. And he's great at it. He's great in this role. I absolutely loved him every time he was on. Uh, I did not expect to see Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, an underrated actor. Yeah. An underrated actor, yes. He he's like the Spanish Inquisition. No one expects Tim McGraw. He, he sneaks in and he's good, and then you're like, oh, that was Tim McGraw? Yeah. <laughs> what can like, he do? I mean, he like, has one of the best sad faces. When he when he, when he he looks up because he knows like that's way over that $10 limit, he just looks like he's just... <laughs> disappointment. He just looks like a man who's just had his dog shot, you know? <laughs> But like, uh, but like, yeah, the, uh, there, there was, there was a, there was a few times when I genuinely like heartily laughed. It wasn't just like, oh, huh, that was, that was stupid. That was funny. No, it, there's parts in this movie that are actually really funny. Uh, did I like it? Nah. I mean, did, did I like the movie? It was okay. Would I, would I put this on my Christmas list to watch every year? No. Is I it think a Christmas a- movie? I think it's a great it's, it's Christmas yes. themed. Yes. It is definitively the Christmas. Also, theme. I just want to call back to that, Andrew. I saw that you posted on somebody asked whether or not Die Hard was a Christmas movie, and you said yes. And I would love to remind you that that clip that we played in every single video is you admitting that Die Hard is Christmas themed. Yes, Christmas movie. No, I just want to remind you that that is that clip of you saying that about Die Hard. So I just want to. I just want to remind you of that. And we have you on audio. On audio, admitting it. So and video actually. So and next video. time you rem- next time you're asked that question, you I answer mean, it with is it Christmas theme? Yes. Yes. 
the Christmas um, I movie think that, now. But back to Four Christmases, I think that it's a good movie to have if you're having like a, a long holiday family Christmas party and you need a never ending loop of Christmas movies to be on in the background. Um, and I think that is per- that this movie fits in that category of let me just throw like a shuffle playlist of Christmas movies on in the background while people hang out and do Christmassy things. I think it's perfectly fine for that. For me, other people probably love it and good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not miserable, but it's it's just passable. If you I'm love just gonna it, let I- you all know for the record, I'm still gonna watch Die Hard every okay. time around Christmas time. So that's all right. I'm going to watch a Christmas movie called the Santa Claus. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, there was a, there was a lot about the movie that really seemed weird to me. It seemed weird that clearly everybody in this movie was basically, I mean, with the exception of, with the exception of maybe Vince Vaughn's mother character, but that could be explained away, was clearly supposed to be like, I think, Southern uh, stereotypes with like super redneck family, super uh, religious Christian family, and then uh, kind of like rich uh, upper city. But it all takes place in San Francisco. Like, and they're just like driving around San Francisco for the whole movie to these different places that clearly did could not have been more... Uh, I don't know. It just it didn't fit to me. Uh, also, I don't know. I I want to speak. I want to speak on something in which I feel like I'll have a, a somewhat unique perspective. Uh, the church scenes mm. uh-huh. could Before. not have been more confusing and contradictory. Sure. Because Mary Steenburgen, right? Terrific actress. Love her to death. She's great in everything she does. <laughs> right. She goes on this whole spiel about how they're not going to because she's with Pastor Phil Dwight Yoakam. They're not going to do material commercial Christmas. They're going to give a gift of words. Sure. Which could not be more opposite in terms of your presentation than Dwight Yoakam's clearly undersized megachurch, which right. is like all flash and all pizzazz. This guy mm-hmm. buys Cadillacs. All mm-hmm. right. It's like those two, those two threads don't connect. It's like they wanted to have the humor of a little girl being upset that she's not going to get presents. They didn't care. They didn't match with the fact that they tried to put a mega church in a half gymnasium. Um, Dwight Yoakam's church uh, was like so denominationally confusing as well because they had this, uh, it was clearly Protestant, right? But they had this whole big like, uh, like obsession with definitely putting on this mother, like, like Mother Mary in this nativity play. Which I would net like you would never see in a church that presents itself with like what was that? What did they come out to? He came out to like the dun 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 like the lake. Oh yeah, it was the Gary Glitter, which is a problem in all of itself. He came he came out to that, which one you could maybe hear somebody playing that at a church, but if you did, there would be no nativity play. I can guarantee you that they that that those churches are all about fortune cookie uh, style uh, lessons that you get at the end of the day. So that was very that was very like off putting to me. It just kind of seemed like somebody in Hollywood wanting to kind of like make fun of uh, religious ceremonies, but clearly picking what they knew from like watching a couple of a couple megachurch TV shows. Well, my, um, first, my first takeaway yeah. from that as someone who doesn't have that same kind of perspective as you, it has deeper roots in it, mm-hmm. um, was that that did not seem like a church that would appreciate what Vince Vaughn was doing with his improv skills. Like, yeah. I feel like they would have been very offended that he was not seeming to take it seriously. 
And I think they would have turned on him rather than embraced him. Yeah. Because mm. they did. You know, we could like, go in a whole, we could go in a whole different true. podcast direction of, uh, of the congregations of mega churches. But I, I, I would true. think that maybe in fact, they don't take their religion seriously at all. Yeah. That's the confusing <laughs> part. That's what I'm trying. And that's what I'm saying is like, based on Mary's presentation of pastor right Phil as this sort of like, anti-commercialism type pastor it should have been like a mega conservative church like small ultra conservative we don't celebrate you know there's no santa claus there are no christmas trees you know this is about the the birth of christ or whatever right so i don't i don't know i don't want to get into a whole thing about it but that just to me it was like a it was like a a breakdown watching it like that's that's how that's how bored i was with the plot was now i'm breaking down whether or not the scenes are accurate sure so what i I what stuck out to me as a I, something I couldn't buy is uh, the idea of Reese Witherspoon just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a pregnancy test just cause. Yeah, it seemed kind of just, just for fun because I saw them in the bathroom. I'm just gonna take one. Uh, it it was a weird motivation, and then you know, obviously she wasn't pregnant at that time, so it's like why? Just why is that there? Just to just to force her to have a. A, a reckoning about yeah, wanting a baby in the future. It was very weird. And the, the chase, it had to turn into a chase scene with the kids hiding her magic marker from her. Well, and it's it all juxtaposed to, I, and I, 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 I this is going to sound really, this is going to sound really modern woke, but it's all juxtaposed to this gathering of moms, like fat shaming their, their daughter, uh, her sure. aunts and talking about how she used to be big and she went to camp and she only lost three pounds. And, how she had like lesbian uh, tendencies in high school. It's like all very weird. It's like, they're just putting down on this girl. Who's who uh, I think, what was her name? Kate, who you could say, even though it seems strange that she would just randomly take a pregnancy test is having like a moment of consciousness. She's like having a moment where she goes thinking to herself, am I just kind of a selfish person who doesn't care about anything other than my own happiness? And she's like looking at babies and thinking to herself, do I want more than just this uh, superficial thing I've been doing for the last few years? Meanwhile, it's like, ha ha, she used to be a fat kid. Ah, she used to, she might've been a lesbian. Whoa, right. edgy, edgy when, stuff. When your whole angle is that they dislike family gatherings so much because their families are awful. Uh, you have to sell that they're awful, right? And so then it's hard to then take the awful family and make them also be an inspiration to potentially start a family of your own. Cause yeah, they're, they are terrible to be around. I think they hit that home, but then, yeah, exactly. I don't know how, how that convinces you then to maybe want a child one day. It just smacks to me of like a lack of real creative writing too, because I feel like you can make them annoying and awful to be around in a better way than how they went about it. Some of them. What do you got, Andrew? You got anything else? Not really. Like, I mean, like, I don't. When it, when it comes to like Christmas movies and whatnot, they all kind of follow like the same, like like a same arc almost. And this to me follows the same similar arc, whereas like, it it just doesn't. It, it's just like, oh, uh, you know, it's just kind of run of the mill to me. And that to me just doesn't like. That to me, there's like nothing, there's like nothing interesting about the plot, per se. Uh, yes, I did find the mega church thing just a little bit off-putting, um, 
but yeah, that's about it. I don't really have much to add to this other than what I previously said. It's funny. I got my laughs. That's about it. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's move right along then, shall we? Okay. Hey, quit giggling back there. You uh, <laughs> to to uh, to 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 as we move on, we're moving on to the box office. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. As as we move on, I will say that this is one of those situations I talked about last year where I feel like the romantic comedy aspect kind of outweighs the Christmassy part because ultimately they don't really get together because it's Christmas or anything like that. Christmas no, I don't even. I don't the reason that they fits. went through this. I don't really think this one fits romantic comedy because they start out basically together. Um, getting together isn't the you know conflict. Um, but at the same time, anyway, uh, let's move on to the box office stats. So, uh, uh, Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn opened way back in November of twenty of two thousand six. It opened on the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, in its opening three days, it brought in $31 million, but when you extend that out to the Thanksgiving Day five-day weekend, $46 million and a number one finish for four Christmases. Um, actually, a pretty solid opening weekend. Uh, at number two that weekend, you had uh, Twilight in its second week. Brought in $39, Stellar. Brought, brought in $39 million over its five days. And then at number three, you had uh, Bolt in its second weekend, brought in $35 million. At number four, we just talked about this one recently. Quantum of Solace uh, was in its third week, and it brought in uh, twenty-seven million. And number five, Australia brought in twenty ah, million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Opening week. Uh, if you go all, if you go back to the year of two thousand eight, you're killing me, bro. All right. If you go back <laughs> to the year of two thousand eight, it's actually not too bad of a finish for a uh, Christmas time movie. It, Four Christmases was the 21st highest grossing movie of 2008 with a grand total of $120 million domestic. That's just behind uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Uh, the number one movie of 2008, as you might know, is The Dark Knight, followed by Iron Man, Indiana Jones, and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Hancock, and Wally. Good year. Uh, 2008 yep. is a big year. It's a kind of, I, I think you go back to 2008, a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff. And recently we have talked about Quantum of Solace that came out that year. We have talked about Iron Man in the past and you guys uh, have already reviewed the Dark Knight as well. I wasn't in that one, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I, and I'm sure we will eventually make our way into uh, 2008 again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we will. I'm sure that we will. Okay. Well, um, uh, do uh, it's special Christmas. Do you want to run the letterbox game for your own movie, or do you want to be a part of guessing it? You know, I will. I'll do both. Oh, I will. I will guess, and then I will pull up letterbox. Okay, I'll be perfect. Really about it. Fair enough. Go ahead and throw yeah. your guess out first, then, David. So well, I'm gonna guess it's like a two point two. Okay. Okay. Two point five. Mm, I think it's lower. I'm going to go with a straight two, I think. Straight two? Josh, what do you think? 2.6. 2. 2.6. 2. So 2.0 from Garrett, 2.5 from Andrew, 2.2 from me. Josh is 2.6. Basically anything, yeah. Uh, all right, so we have a winner who got it exactly right. That winner is Christmas theme himself, Andrew 
wins this week. It is 2.5 on the score of letterbox. So there we have it. Andrew, a big win for Andrew. Doesn't hasn't won a lot this year. Uh, yeah. So 2.5 is a, is a, is not the highest rating anybody could have. Um, let me see here. Uh, we've got some reviews. Here's a one and a half star review that says an example of how a great cast doesn't always cover the fact that a movie is miserable. Uh, here's a, uh, here's a, here's a five star review. Every Christmas I watched this film with my family, despite COVID preventing me from watching this with my family. I still picked up my own copy and continued the tradition. Wow. That is dedication. That is a tradition can add to the level of enjoyment. And then also two and a half, two and a half stars. What a champ Robert Duvall is boys. I won't speak ill of your mother on Christmas, but she's a common street whore. (laughs) That's somebody else's review. I love when the reviews just a quote from the movie. Yes. Uh, so Andrew's a big win. I'll have to add that to his total, big which I need Andrew. to go back and do. Yeah. Yeah. Still in the single digits, boys. I got to go back and add up. <laughs> I got to go back and add up like everything we've done since October. What do we got? Well, it's a one and a half from me. This movie is not good, but it is entertaining. It's a two. Yikes. Hey. And uh, Gary gave it a one and a half, and I thought I was going to go the lowest at two. Uh, I'll still say a two, I guess. I'll still say a two. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna match Letterbox and say two and a half for me because it is okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's fine. I think all of our scores are good there. They can't all be good. No. No, we can't have winners every time. All right. Well, our average is a two. I just did the math real quick. Okay. Average is out to an even two. This time we did not match letterbox. We went a little lower. That happens sometimes. Usually we go higher if anything. Yeah. We we got a few minutes left. Do we want to announce the next movie we're doing, or uh, do we want to? Yeah. I mean, I guess we know. Yeah. Well, Andrew went ahead and revealed his to us, so I say we do his next. Yes. Um, Why don't you tell us what we're doing, Andrew? The next movie we're doing is Claws. 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 Netflix. uh, Yes, Netflix. The the animated movie that came out, I think, in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Academy Award nominated. Yes, very very well received. Um, So I'm excited to. I watched it when it came out. um, Mm -hmm. It was very good. And I enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to revisiting it now and talking about it for the show. So if you have time, watch Klaus. Klaus. I don't Claws. I, mean, I thought it was Klaus. I thought it was Klaus as well, but yeah, you know, maybe. I mean, I, I look at it and it looks like Claus, like Santa yeah, Claus. Well, so that's mm-hmm. just how I'm pronouncing it. I could be wrong. You could. I be. could be wrong. The English and if I am wrong, I hope I get corrected. <laughs> and Josh, before we go, I want to say something real quick. So you showed us our uh, Spotify, the, the, the wrapped yeah data for so many sequels. Yeah, and it shows we have people out there listening. And we just want to thank you for listening to us all year. We had actually had uh, listener growth. Yes. Cool. Listener growth. Uh, yep. 20 countries. Hello to all those people. I don't know what countries are. They are. Um, so Yeah, but if you're not smashing that subscribe, what are you doing? Yeah. Please, if you're not already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And let us know. Like, you know, let us know. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear? What do you want to review? Yes, yes. Let us know on on social media, <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, and Anthony Andrews back. Yes. Um, oh, oops. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> that's a little. That's a little treat for the uh, YouTube audience. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another Christmas review. Claus on Netflix or Klaus. Um, find us online. So many sequels.com. Subscribe and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays.